Let's introduce. How's your eye feel? Huh? Wow. Oh, yeah. Whoa. You heard me. Whoa. Never forget. Whoa. Let's introduce everybody in the squad. We'll start there with our board operator, Michelangelo, wearing a collared shirt, which always makes me a little nervous. How are you this morning, Michael? Yeah, it's winter, so I have to add a little bit of material to the T-shirt. Um, yeah, I, I, I see you in an infinity <laughs> scarf. I think you'd look really good in one of those things. Yeah, maybe I'll try that. Yeah. Um, you need a trademark. That'd be a good trademark. Oh, scarf guy. Grab it before somebody else does. Sean sported the scarf yeah, before. Yeah, he did. Sean? Yeah, I got a uh, soccer club scarf that I wear when it gets chilly. Oh, that's, very, that's very cool. Anyway, I walked outside, and uh, there's a Yellow Pages, believe it or not, on my porch. Like, there you go. Now you can order stuff. Or well, I, that's what I was thinking. It was just like, who is this for ages 85 to 90? I mean, this is like somebody now you, call- know, now you know how to find your local Sears. Yeah. <laughs> It's like somebody called me up and offered me a subscription to TV Guide. I mean, it's just, <laughs> yeah, I'm good. No, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to think if you're delivering those. I, I hope that's not a long-term career because mm. you're, you must be like one of the last people to deliver a phone book. You know, bring it in. I need the paper to start fires. Seriously. Okay. Not like, you know, people I resent in the fireplace. Mm. A little wad that up under the kindling. Hmm, nice crackling fire. Oh, yeah. Now that it's winter and people are wearing collars. <laughs> there is Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well. Uh, new trailer alert. Uh, a movie's coming out early December called I, Tanya. Now, this is starring the, the perfect Margot Robbie and the, in the role of one Tanya Harding. Oh, and it is yes. A, uh, a bi- it is a biopic about uh, the, the famed uh, Tanya Harding and when she yeah. hired somebody to club her competitor so she could be the best and... And it looks fan freaking tastic. Now, is that Could Wonder be? Woman? No, or who's no, that's, this girl? That's Gal Gadot. Uh, yeah. Margot Robbie most recently played Harlequin in the right, uh, in right. the Suicide Squad movies. Okay. She was Save in, her. yeah. But oh, uh, she, I can she's a picture. Yeah. So uh, that's super. Did you know Jack once ended Tanya Harding's publicity tour? He made her so mad. He was so rude to the poor girl that uh, she said, "F it, I'm not doing any more interviews in the middle of ours." Should see if we could get Margot on and have her recreate that in some sort of method acting scenario. Hmm. And the point of contention was I wanted to talk to her about the, the clubbing. And she said, I'm here to talk about the ice capades. And I said, the only reason anybody ever has you on is to talk about the clubbing. That's the only reason anybody knows who you are. And I said, oh, now, everybody, let's calm down. Yeah. And you know my way of bringing people together. That's why you're famous, the clubbing. <laughs> and she go. <laughs> and we don't have a lot of guests on to talk about the local ice capades. You see. That could be a pretty good movie, though. It looks Because it's a, certainly a fascinating story. Boy, she sure did beat the hell out of that Paula Jones, though. <laughs> and the celebrity boxing. In that one of the greatest, all-time greatest professional athlete fights a victim of sexual harassment bouts I've ever seen. There you go. What the hell? Uh, there's Marshall Phillips, who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? I am uh, strong like slightly wounded bull this morning. No pain pills, flying sober and tough around the wow. a.m. Got it out. How yep. close are the size of your testicles to normal? Uh, getting very, very close. Good. I'm doing everything the doctors recommend. Legs up in the air, ice packs everywhere. You know, it's coming <laughs> oh, along. It's coming along. Mm-hmm. Wow. Now, remember, I, you told, asked. I did tell you about uh, putting out a bowl of candy on the porch on uh, Halloween because sure. I had to go to bed early. Well, yesterday after I got home from work, I checked out front. There is the bowl of candy untouched by man or beast. Oh. It was all there, just a little damp. 
So I will be bringing candy in tomorrow. Love candy all oh, around. Fantastic. Oh, good. Damp candy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I have, I've managed to not eat a piece yet. Really? Yeah, not a piece of candy, which is a first for me. Now so you, said, firm. you said your kids got way too much candy. Oh, Are yeah. you like parceling some out, taking it out secretly so you get rid of it? yet because they're still enjoying their uh, their plunder. They're oh, counting okay. it and talking oh. about how to eat it, but it will disappear over time when memories uh, wear thin. What kind of candy did you get? Was it Werther's Originals or was it... <laughs> Nice whorehound. <laughs> yes. Yes, indeed. A lot of lozenges. Who's up for a taffy pull? <laughs> I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this Thursday, November 2nd, the year 2017. We are Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. All right, here's the official beginning of the show now. According to FCC rules and regulation, here we go at Mark. It's a ground ball right side. Could do it. The Houston Astros are world champions. There you go. Yes! That's exciting. The series as a whole. Yesterday, it was my, my, my deepest fear. Big early lead, no real threat to it, and it's over. Well, they got people on base a hell of a lot. True. True. Um, uh, how do you, if, if Kershaw is capable of pitching that many innings, how do you not start him? That's the question. That's why I'd fire the guy. If he's capable of pitching that many innings, you start him. You don't start the old, you know, the guy with the eyes. You don't start him. Oh, 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 oh that was insensitive. Whoa, 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 Thursday. Was insensitive I, I don't have time for a meeting today. <laughs> Man, he got shelled. Um, what are other headlines, Marshall? Well, Trump is calling for death for the terrorist suspect. We still have a lot of questions about the president's self-titled Cut, Cut, Cut Act, otherwise known as the GOP tax plan. And the new $1,000 iPhone 10 drops tomorrow. We've got some early reviews coming up, 635, Armstrong and Getty. Yeah, man, that thing is hot, too, driving stock prices up, and uh, and it's going to be hard to find one. It's mm. going to be, your friends are going to lord over you the fact that they've got the iPhone 10. Isn't that the story every time one comes out? Shortages. I think you have decried that is fake. Oh, I don't think it's fake. Mm. I don't think it's fake. Mm. No. It's way more popular than any phone they put out in a long, long time, maybe ever. Couldn't they just yell at those little Chinese kids and have them make them faster? The eight's the opposite. They can't give those away. Um, How does mailbag look? Oh, it's very nice. Uh, The accent is on humor. Won't that be refreshing? Fantastic. How about the moment of humanity during the World Series last night? We should point that out in case you missed it. Uh, Indeed. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Feldman is telling the truth about uh, Hollywood and pedophilia and, and the way he was treated and his friends were treated. But right, and he is on Doctor Oz yesterday, and now Doctor Oz is involved in it with the LAPD and quack. everything. And just that uh, quack, 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 quack. that doesn't help your look, Corey. Yeah, I know. I don't know. Pa- Corey's a little nuts, partially because I, he was abused as a child. Right, I think he would acknowledge that. And 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 predators go looking for people who aren't a hundred percent rock steady. Too. And even if you are rock steady, they turn you into someone who's not rock steady. Right, exactly. So that is not, uh, it's not a counterpoint to what he's claiming. Dr. Oz is a counterpoint to anything, though. He Well, he's a quack, is the thing. Dr. Oz, please. Mailbag! Thank Woo-hoo! you. Bah, here's your freedom-loving quote of the day. You know, the Houston Astros, that's the same city that had that flood. You aware of that? 
Yes. Yes, a real shot in the arm for Houstonians and those who love them. Freedom-loving quote of the day from George Orwell. Political language is designed to make lies sound truthful and murder respectable and to give an appearance of solidity to pure wind. George Orwell. Genius. That was sent along by Kelsey, K-E-P-Y-W-A-L-A. Keep pronouncing Yehu with a long A. <laughs> he also says, and this uh, shocks me and terrifies me, even as it pleases me, I've listened since I was 14, oh. and I'm 30. Oh, that's not, that does, no. that doesn't help. I told you I could keep a job, Dad! <laughs> that. That's fine. Oh, uh, let's see. Ian and Tijuana's one joke at a time comedy career continues. The jury's still out on whether he'll be a success. Here's one more of his fabulous jokes from Tijuana. My girlfriend told me to go out and get her something that. Well, I'm sorry. I just sorry. Why is my Why is everything printing out with a tiny font all of a sudden? I didn't ask for this. It was a nice size font the other day. Now it's tiny. The hell. My girlfriend told me to go out and get something that makes you look sexy. So I got drunk. <laughs> hey now. Hey. Hey. Mm. Mm. You told her that? Ian, she won't appreciate that witticism. That'll be your last one if they don't get better. Guys, I really feel sorry for Marshall and his gargantuan testicles. Well, if for folks who missed that uh, segment of the show yesterday, first of all, consider yourself lucky. Uh, one of the side effects of Marshall's uh, hernia operation, double hernia operation, was that there was bruising and some settling of blood, et cetera, et cetera, oh. and his uh, Sacagawea uh, swelled to many times his normal size. <laughs> Genitals! That's, that's right. And turned an un... Uh... An uncomfortable color. Eventually, yeah. yeah. Well, like the uh, the fall foliage that is so oh, beautiful yeah, all around us. It, it it turned first red, then brown. <laughs> and, and anyway. Hope, and I'd... hopefully it doesn't fall from the tree at some <laughs> point. <laughs> I'm sorry the segment happened at all, and now we're repeating it. I feel sorry for Marshall and his aforementioned gargantuan testicles. <laughs> and, and hope he fully recovers soon. But in the meantime, I can't help but suggest you assign him his own special theme song. No, my friends. It is not ACDC's rock and roll classic. <clears throat> Big balls. It's an old-timey Bob Wills western swing song entitled Big Balls in Cowtown on your home for country favorites, A&G Radio. He starts singing soon. I'm sure of it. It's a good fiddling, son. Working on the railroad, sleeping on the ground. Eat saltine crackers, ten cents a pound. Big balls in Cowtown, we'll all go down. Big balls in Cowtown, we'll dance around. One of the best ever double entendre songs, uh, according to uh, Kelly the Fag, friend of Armstrong and Getty. Genitals! <laughs> Keep icing those nards. That's no way to sign off an email, Kelly. No. You're better than that. It was a medical segment, sort of thing Dr. Oz does. <laughs> but with more credibility. For shame, writes Deshaun. Seriously, no discussion of Hitler surviving the war and living out his life in Colombia? I understand Jack not talking about it, but Joseph, this is right up your alley. You're the show's Hitler man. You've let us all down. Well, I don't know what a quote-unquote Hitler man is, and I have no idea what you're talking about. Is there some new, recycled, worn-out, tired theory that uh, the former chancellor of Germany lived out his days in Colombia? 
Is that a thing? I don't know. The boys in Brazil, the guys found in Argentina. That's old, sir. That's that's old Hitler info. Here's a new meme. It's the Kevin Spacey meme. It's illustrated in a very a variety of ways. Uh, thanks for sending this along to some wacky O Tyler. Um, here's a cop bending over the uh, the car. He's looking in, and the uh, the, uh, the dialogue goes like this: "Sir, do you have any idea how fast you were going when you ran that stop sign?" Kevin Spacey answers, "I'm gay." Ah, ah, it's a bit of a meme going around. Hmm? Mm. Mm, take that, you perv. Speaking of pervs, the latest uh, Hollywood guy. Now he was throwing that out there as an excuse. He, he Indeed. Instead of answering to the charge, he was trying to hide behind coming out. Which has been greeted with enormous hostility in gay America. I think that's pretty interesting. Yeah. I didn't take it that way when I first heard it, but if you all take it that way, that's fine. Yeah, I Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, I'll I'll let the gay fellers speak for themselves. Uh so uh the latest Hollywood heavyweight to be identified as a serial harasser is one Brett Ratner, who's uh what has he done? He's directed a bunch of movies. The producer director on some of the I think one of the X Men films was probably his big biggest. name though? Uh yeah, yeah. Big movies for sure. Okay. Once again, Seth MacFarlane strikes. This is a, 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 way, a while back, but Shane points out we need to go through every family guy to out even more pervs, because evidently that's a hobby of Seth MacFarlane's. Listen to this clip. The current bid is $200,000. Oh, my God. Going once, twice, sold for $200,000. Remember, there is cash back when you use your Visa Gold. Our next item appears to be a late entry. It is not in the catalog. What the hell? All right, fellas, bring the lights up a bit, play the CD I gave you, and let's do this. All right, it's too long. Brett, they mentioned Brett Ratner uh, putting in a bid to buy a sex slave. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's, I'll stand the clip. I'll find that. That's interesting that... Uh... Seth MacFarlane would work that into his routines, the show or whatever. When he gets a chance, he does. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's it's funny. This is funny, strange, not funny, ha-ha, that people just won't say these things out loud. They'll come so, so close as to have jokes in their show about that person being a predator, but it's, ha-ha, and then they move along. Just, it's yeah, odd. Yeah, you you can't say on a talk show or at a microphone. You know, the rumor in Hollywood is Harvey Weinstein's a a, a rapist, or he's a perv and he perved on me or my best friend or could whatever. You, could you say that, or would it be illegal charges if you if you came forward and said the the rumor is? I've heard this from so many people. I can't prove it, so I don't know if it's true. But I'll tell you, you would not believe how many people I've known in Hollywood over the years that say Harvey Weinstein's a rapist. Could you say that out loud, or would he sue you for damaging him somehow? Well, I, I don't want to get into slander laws, as I understand them, because it's a little complicated. Truth is, of course, the absolute sure. defense. And so if it turned out to be true, there's your defense. They would have to prove that you d- were trying to deliberately harm him uh, with malice. Well, you kind of are. I'm trying right. to harm him because I think he's a rapist, and the harm would be he goes to jail. Uh, oh, and it has to be knowing. You have to know that. You have to be irresponsible or, or you have to know that um, this isn't true. If you believe something, you can express your belief. It depends. It's it's fuzzy. 
I'm trying to think about that gawker. Uh, what was that? Not the Hulk Hogan one, but the other one. Peter Thiel? Yeah. Yeah. I, nah, I don't want to get into slander law. But you could say that. I'm 100% certain you could say that as long as you believed it to be true. I found the Brett Ratner thing. It's like four seconds. Hit so. it. 50,000? I have 75,000. Thank you, Brett Ratner. Do I have 100? Wow. Wow. That's interesting. Bidding on a sex slave. some sort of illegal sex slave auction. Uh, And that was Stewie that they were bidding on. Oh, oh boy. Wow. Oh, boy. Wow. That's a rough joke, man. Yeah. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, Let's see. Uh, P... Writes, Bush versus Kerry fag here. Friend of Armstrong and Getty since Bush v. Kerry. He says he doesn't remember the year. Oh, four? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 2004. I try to forget these things as fast as I can. Swift. I'm John Kerry. Swift voting. Would that it were. Would that it were. <laughs> Would that it were. Would that it were. Would that it were. That's Would how that you anybody lose. like some more Heinz ketchup. If you, say, if you say Would that it were, you're not going to win the populist vote. I'll tell you that. Compare that to... Uh, Donald Trump, lock her up, lock her up. Yeah. A little I, difference in tone. I have the energy level of a sedated sloth. Right. I'm John Kerry. Here's a debate <laughs> panel. Actuary versus Islamic apologist panel. With the graph charts and that sort of all the, all the trends with religious terrorists. You know the whole Christian terrorists actually, blah, blah, blah. Buddhist terrorists, Mormon terrorists, Baptist terrorists, Confucianism terrorists. But there's all kinds of really cool graph or pie charts that you can't see on the radio. You know, because Timothy McVeigh and stuff. Oh, interesting. I actually heard somebody on the NPR say, you know, the president's talking about not having people from Uzbekistan in. That wouldn't have prevented Las Vegas. And I don't know if those people are stupid or if they've just never had it pointed out to them. Just because you can only solve one problem with a solution doesn't mean you shouldn't go ahead and solve it and then find a different solution for the other problem, which is very different. Well, and and then let's quit spending all this money and time on this war on terror. We're at war, you realize, on terrorism, right. this sort of thing. Muslim fundamentalists going around blowing stuff up, killing people. We're at war. I've been spending a lot of money. People are dying. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't... If you... If, if you're going to make that argument, that wouldn't have stopped Las Vegas. None of the soldiers in Afghanistan will stop Las Vegas from happening. Right. Guaranteed. Sure. None of the guys in uh, Niger or Chad or Mali or Sudan or anywhere else. You Becky, 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 Stan, Stan. Those guys either. Herm Cain, speaking of elections gone by. <laughs> and finally, a tip that, uh, yes, indeed, dentists are offering money for candy. Uh, the dentist in Carson City, Nevada. It's offering, well, it says $2 for up to five pounds of candy. Well, then I'd just give them a single piece and keep coming back. I think they mean probably $2 a pound for up to five pounds of candy. $2. What is a pound of, like, uh, uh, Snickers uh, fun size you don't, cost? You don't point that out to your kids, though. You're not going to point out to your, your five-year-old that you can buy this candy at the store. Well, no, I'm not talking about your kids. I'm talking about me going to the store mm. and buying like a hundred pounds of candy at a dollar fifty a pound. All right, and then bringing it to this dentist, the suck, the sucker will pay two dollars a pound. Turning it into some sort of business endeavor. I'm going to corner the candy market. I like the idea of it though, and I think I could get my kids on board with that. At least one of them who's not as into candy. Hey Thank kids, you. there's an obese dentist that wants to buy your candy and eat it. <laughs> <laughs> I think he'd rather have the money for a Lego set than the candy. Mm, I might now you're that. talking. I might try that next year because there's really not a lot of upside to eating that candy. 
Nobody needs that. Uh, Marshall's got his news coming up. He uh, comes in and sits on this special chair that he's had crafted for him. Oh, boy. And um, yeah, that's not true. A nice moment of humanity during the World Series last night, and I wish we could uh, handle more of our supposed controversies in America this way. Uh, and a whole bunch of other stuff we got to get to. Bin Laden's stash being released. God, I can't wait till the historians or people who speak Arabic start pouring through this thing and tell us what's in there. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. So the Republican tax plan has just hit. I'm looking at the Wall Street Journal version of it and um, some of the headlines out of it. They're going to leave 401k alone. Too much, uh, too much squawking over that. Um, the top tax rate is going to stay the same. They're going to lower yeah. that, but too much squawking over that. Oh, they're going to raise it from uh, the cutoff from 400 some thousand to a million. Not that that applies to most people listening. Um, uh, fewer brackets, but they're moving them around. You know, I was looking at this this thing, and I think I'm sure everybody does exactly the same thing. You look at these and figure out where you fit and what it's going to do to you. And then you either like it or dislike it, or or you don't certainly don't have enough information to figure right. out whether or not that's going to be an overall good thing for the country or a bad thing for the country. So you just look at your own situation. Good thing or bad thing? No, nobody nobody cares about that. They only claim it if it hurts them. Then they start claiming it's bad for the country. So well, they I sound care. selfless. I care. Uh, I care deeply. I think a lot of people care. I think you're being overly cynical, uh, saying nobody cares. I'm talking about in the current political discussion, as you hear the various oh. representatives do their interviews. I was talking uh, individuals the getting the news today. Jack, speaking for we the people, as he often does. Well done, sir. Um, uh, How about the, uh, the the blue state thing? That I haven't come across. Deducting state and local... D- d- God dang state taxes. That's got to be in here in the Wall Street Journal summary. It just came out a few minutes ago. I'll try to nail that down, whether yeah. or not that's staying or not. Let's get the and, news down. And coming up, I have excerpts from Bin Laden's secret papers. Things like this. Friday is for administrative work inside the district. We kindly ask that no elements are sent from the brigades or the regions except for emergencies. More of that to come. <laughs> Stay with us. He was managing the terror network yeah. in in the most minute details still up to the moment he was uh, killed. Oh, yeah. This is an entire memo on organization. Communication with the administrator must be open at all times, and when he is not in the area, he must assign someone to answer the calls. He he filled that stuff out in between looking at porn. Well, you can't look at it all the time. Let's get the news now with Marsha Phillips. Well, President Trump says the Uzbek immigrant accused in the truck rampage in New York City ought to get the death penalty. Trump was tweeting last night, NYC terrorist was happy as he asked to hang an ISIS flag in his hospital room. He killed eight people, badly injured 12 should get the death penalty all in caps. How about we hang you with an ISIS flag in your hotel room, you piece of crap? Yesterday, Trump was telling reporters, We need quick justice, and we need strong justice. Much quicker and much stronger than we have right now. Because what we have right now is a joke, and it's a laughing stock. And no wonder so much of this stuff takes place. You know, it's it's been pointed out that this guy's defense will claim that he, he couldn't get a fair trial because of those statements, and the judge will have to consider it. The judge will then reject that notion. So do you have a problem with the president? He shouldn't. He shouldn't say it. 
because it will add a layer of, you know, crap to be dealt with, legally speaking. But I think that appeal would fail anyway, so I don't know. People like it. They like the plain, the what did it were, what did it were. They're tired of that yeah. in our politics. They like the direct speaking. The Apple iPhone 10 is due to arrive in stores to, uh, Friday. Got to admit, I wish I was getting one. I really wish I was getting one. Since if I had one lined up, I'd be excited. Since it's the most expensive iPhone ever at $999, you might want to check out some of the reviews before you stand in line on opening day if you're going to be one of those people standing in line. New York Times reviewer says it is the best iPhone ever made. Well, it better be. It's, What's the it point of bringing out a new one? One percent, fifty percent better. I mean, just better. There's a percentage, Marshall. <laughs> I, 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 so many of these things, especially yeah. with this, a lot of the stuff I'm seeing now are apps are not uh, updated to adapt to the new iPhone right. 10. So a lot of these early adopters of the iPhone 10 are going to be beta testing a lot of the bugs with the apps, the cameras, mm-hmm. the video things, things that aren't made to work with this phone yet because they haven't had time to program things for it. And then, Always wait six months. That's what I say. Yep. And that will happen over slowly over time is the apps for our older right. phones won't work with a crap <laughs> yeah. anymore because they're designed for the iPhone 10. You're yep. always stuck. At times is calling it incredibly fast. It takes exceptional photos and it also has creepily accurate facial recognition software. I like that. There you go. No more unlocking my phone with my thumb like a sucker. <laughs> Just look at it and don't blink. That's Hopefully your news. it's not fooled with a picture of you anymore like it was in early, uh, early well, modes true. of the phone. <laughs> yeah, I burned off all my fingerprints to escape the law, as you know, so I always have right. to punch in my code. I hate it. <laughs> That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips here. I'm starting the Getty Show, the voice of the West. Cora, of course, if uh, Sling Blade gets a hold of my phone, he can immediately access everything. <laughs> Charlie Brown. <laughs> or any bald-headed homeless-looking person. <laughs> So here's, here's one review from the... Yeah. The good news is that the face ID mostly works great. The bad news is sometimes it doesn't. And you will definitely have to adjust the way you think about using your phone to get it to a place where it mostly works great. Uh-huh. I'll let you guys figure that out. <laughs> wow. So there's something getting a lot of attention. Donna Brazil, who at one time ran the Democratic Party as the DNC chair, is uh, has got an article out of a book out talking about... Um, what was going on behind the scenes with the, the DNC, and it's 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 shocking. It is unbelievable. Yeah, we should probably hit you with that sooner rather than later. Poor Bernie never had a chance. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Party all night long and somehow make an eight o'clock flight. <laughs> that is his plan. Oh, Party my. all night long and somehow make yeah. an eight o'clock flight. Listen, dude, I'm sure you had a similar experience as I've had because mm. I, I, I have I have had that intention many times in my life and they're in the real dead of night, like three in the morning or so, four. Mm. Just it just doesn't seem like a good idea anymore. Gonna be a little shaky on that flight, son. <laughs> it's okay. Ask if I order a water. <laughs> 
Yeah, boy. Astros fans and Dodgers fans throwing peanuts at the Astro fans. Uncool. Uncool. Yeah, stop it. Stop it. Whatever so, happened to the high road, Jack? Well, the high road existed at the game last night. She got the player, this Guriel, who made the slant eyes at the at the Asian pitcher the other day. And uh, and man, when I first heard that, I thought, well, this is going to explode. This is going to be this is going to overshadow the World Series. It's going to be so huge. Just the way modern stories are. We've seen this sort of thing play out. Well, I must quibble. I don't think he made them at him. He was talking about him. And he made the face. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, that, that's your opinion. I, I don't agree, but okay, okay, okay. Um, but either way, so he did the Asian, the slant eye thing uh, about an Asian pitcher, and I thought, oh my god, this is good. But he he humbly apologized immediately, and then the recipient, the Asian Iranian, said, "Yeah, we're cool. That's no big deal." And it was over, right? And it was over. And then so last night, it's the first time they've faced each other on the field since then. Guriel comes up to bat. He looks at him, takes off his helmet, tips it toward him, and then and goes about his business. Gives him a little bow. Yeah. A little show of respect. That's how adults handle problems. Why can't we do this more often? And the problem is not only are the participants not always willing to do to deal with it, then the outside world's not willing to go along with it. Right. Oftentimes, we go crazy even though the participants themselves are over it. They're right. fine. How am I supposed to signal my virtue? If you have apologized sincerely and you have accepted it, how can I virtue signal? You've taken it away from me. I want to tell everybody how enlightened I am. Sometimes an N-bomb or whatever is, is, you know, really out of line. You should be angry or whatever, and you hold on to your anger. That's fine. But sometimes if you think, you know, it was a joke or he was wound up or whatever, he didn't mean it. and It's no big deal. I understand. Right. Why can't it just be over at that point? Ah, uh, where would virtue signaling be without assuming that every private statement is the same as a public statement when every homo sapien on earth says things differently privately as they would say in front of a crowd, but we ignore that to virtue signal, and we pretend that every joke is a pure expression of our beliefs and ideology. That's very important to virtue signaling. There can be no joke that's just a joke because it's funny and, you know, expresses something you don't really think, but it's funny, it's surprising, it's amusing. That can't exist in the world of social justice warriors. We got this text. Was that the pilot hoping to make his 8 o'clock flight? Because <laughs> <laughs> pilots get drunk now and then. Then try to fly the plane. So I understand it. Yeah, I just, I just thought I didn't know that could still happen in modern America, where somebody could say, "Yeah, that, I, I shouldn't have done that. That was out of line. He's a good dude." And then the other person say, "Yeah, no big deal." I didn't think that could still happen. My wife's become a big uh, fan of Yuli. Uh, yes, Yuli Gurio. Yeah, him and ever her and every other woman. Yeah, yeah, with his fountain of hair and everything. Is he the one who got, uh, or was it Correa who got engaged right after the game? No, it was, I think Correa. It was Correa. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm thinking of uh, growing my hair like that. If you've seen the World Series, he's the guy with, it looks like, well, he looks like one of those Side troll Show dolls. Bob. Yeah, he looks like Sideshow Bob. His hair goes grows straight up, but it's like a foot long. Does he it's have, a fountain of hair. Does he have like a band around it at the bottom? Sometimes it looks like there's like a hair band there thing holding it up. Or is it just I, you enough? Know what? I, I just think that's product just... in his dark hair. Mm. That's an interesting look. But not as dark as the racism he feels toward Asian slash Iranians. Except he doesn't. He had beautiful hair. Yes, he does, sir. There was another kind of example of that. that baseball fan there. In sport with uh, in NBA earlier this year where Jeremy Lin had cornrows for a game. Mm. Uh, An ex-NBA player 
was took to Twitter, oh, come on, shaking my head, blah, blah, blah. And then uh, Jeremy Cultural Lin, appropriation. Yeah, all that stuff. And then Jeremy Lin said, hey, look, and he shared a picture. I think it's cool that you have Chinese character tattoos. Uh, you, you know, I think it's cool to share each other's cultures. Oh, and, and, had a, and had a really good kind of exchange, and but blah, blah, blah. But yeah, right. it, it's good to see that there are still adults who can have those conversations. You know, that was so beautifully played by Jeremy Lin, too. He could have gone with the anger or the accusatory tone, and he, uh, he used judo instead. As Asians will. <laughs> of course he did. <laughs> well, no. Instead of instead of punching oh his God. opponent, he took All the opponent's will. Gone. Oh, no. the goodwill ruined Listen, by Joe that's Getty. because you don't understand. You can reach out to other cultures like I'm doing. <laughs> I'm reaching a hand out, a hand of friendship. Now, instead of hitting your opponent, you use his momentum and throw him. It, instead of a lashing back, he said, "Hey, I think it's really super that you have Chinese characters. Uh, you know, blah blah blah. My people and." And that's a shut them the hell up, bunch of phonies. Oh yeah, right. Oh, that's a tough one. Yeah, whoops, <laughs> touche. Whoops. Yeah, apparently I just like being a victim and don't really think about these things in an intelligent way. So I'm done here. Unbelievable. That was very classy, though. Way to go, Yuli. One more reason for my wife to probably have fantasies about him. <laughs> Do you know who Donna Brazil is? She she ran the campaign for Al Gore back in 2000. And she was founded a, the giant South American country. She was a DNC chair recently. She's out with a book talking about the dysfunction of the Democratic Party, which is oh. pretty amazing. Yeah, you've heard about, oh, the infighting behind the, between the Republicans. They can't come together. They can't pass anything. The conservatives, the moderates, blah, blah, blah. Oh, my God, the Democrat Party is it's on fire. And, run. Run for your lives. And poor Bernie got screwed, which everyone already knew, right? What? What happened? <laughs> You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.